Hey, you guys, I'm recording right now in sort of these crazy, crazy times. I know everyone is feeling it. And I just can't thank you enough for helping us build our community now more than ever. It feels incredibly important. I am just so grateful for you guys. And so anyway, today's guest is the hilarious comedian, actress, podcast, radio, and television host, Nikki Glazer. You guys probably know her from her Comedy Central series, Not Safe with Nikki Glazer, her Netflix special, Bangin', or her podcast, You Up with Nikki Glazer. And anyway, I like to think that we're best friends forever. I don't know if she'll have me, but thank you guys so much. Please help the unqualified community grow by sending us your questions, your answers, and your stories. Just go to our website, unqualified.com. And now here she is, Nikki Glazer. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. I'm so grateful to be here today. You're so yeah. awesome. And you're right out of the gate, you're just like cool <laughs> just and fun un- and so approachable, even oh. though you're so famous and so talented oh, and so God. fantastic. It's wild like how I get to sit here next to you because you're a movie star and I'm just, and but you're so cool. And I wasn't nervous, to be honest, because I knew you'd be cool. But I like walking down this hall, you're like blasting music. The energy is already good. We're on a lot. And... There's high security to get in here. It's always like kind of when you come to these studios, there's not this. You can't create this vibe. This is all you. I Nikki, like it a lot. I, feel like I like you. I, I feel like you're doing a compliment takeover. I don't, this is when I I'm supposed I do that to be complimenting you. But I read your Wikipedia on the way here just to like refresh my Anna Ferris like knowledge. And dude, it was epic. <laughs> You've done so much shit and you're so cool and you came for, you did, I thought maybe your parents were actors or something, you know, like the, but you just are self-made actress. See, but Nikki, this is the kind of thing that, this, thank you. And I want to absorb that compliment and I so appreciate it. I know, it, it's so I uncomfortable. Get back to you. I know it's so uncomfortable. Well, because like we're in a profession where we get rejected a lot, so compliments are tricky. But thank yeah. you and I am so happy to have you here. But I did want to actually talk to you about something that is kind of similar to um, my more favorite guests, I think have been stand-ups, but it's a whole fucking other thing to try to penetrate through... Have you experienced this on your podcast like with stand-ups? So as we were plotting you. Yeah. Um, plotting me. Plotting, yeah. Like I was telling these guys like, okay, so she's a stand-up and she's hysterical. So how do we infiltrate? Um, sort of how do we <laughs> – how do we break her open and then eat out her heart? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> so easy to do. It's so easy. I am a fucking open book, and it's going to be my downfall. You're the first stand-up that I've ever said that to on my podcast. Of what? Well, that it's difficult to... To crack open stand-ups? Yes. They're guarded? Yes. Oh, my God. I, you know... And that's an obvious thing to say, isn't no, it? No, there's... No, it's not because the ones that I gravitate towards are not. The ones that I gravitate towards are just like these open wounds that are constantly bleeding everywhere. Well, my favorites, Rachel Feinstein. Do you know who that is? She's a female comic you got to check out. She is just like... I wanted to so lie. So incredibly. No, no, don't lie. It's hard to know all these people, but Rachel Feinstein is legit one of my favorite comics ever. Ali Wong, uh, Jessica Curson, Schumer, I fucking love. Oh, I just I love anyone yeah. who is up there being completely honest and 
Krista Stefano, he's one that I've watched recently where I'm like, he's so honest, I got to step up my game. He recently just bombed so bad on Kimmel. He just taped a Kimmel. They, like, they oh, pre-taped really? it. And this dude is so honest, he went on Twitter and just goes, listen, I just bombed on Kimmel. I ate grade A shit on TV. When it airs, I want to have comedians over to watch it because there's nothing better than watching another comedian bomb. And I'm like, the honesty it took to just admit to the world that you bombed is sure. so refreshing. I, so delivery. I'm just drawn to comedians that, and the ones I have on my shows, I know the ones that are going to open up because there are some that are just like telling jokes and always hiding behind something and I'm so not interested in that anymore yes from comedians that's like my Louis thing I don't want to watch Louis CK anymore right now because he was always so honest and I feel deceived it's a whole other issue what was done but as someone who loved him I always felt like he was just the most honest person and then I'm like wait a second you won't tell him the whole story and now I'm like I'm not as interested but that's just from like an entertainment perspective it's true like he started this unbelievably honest trend of of self-deprecation yes and storytelling and like crafting a story and that part fascinates me too which and I wanted to ask you about this the crafting of a joke like how structured is it for you or and is it structured oh my god dude it's not at all for me at this point I'll tell you how it happens now and it used to when I first started I was like notebook writing one-liners that's all I had like jokes for me the building blocks of a bit is just one-liners like laugh 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 you know can you give us an example yes so like a one-liner would be um one of my first jokes was like my mom um I don't like to say she's an alcoholic I do say though that she's a shopaholic because she's like addicted to buying alcohol so then that would be a one-liner because it's like delivery is so because you you do this glance down yes i do the undersell it's a wendy liebman type technique one of my favorite comedians of all time wendy liebman she would do that all the time i remember watching my dad i mean i have specific memory as a child watching my dad watch her on the tonight show and him laughing so hard because she goes so guys i just quit smoking crack and it's going really well it was just such a subtle beautiful twist and Kevin Nealon also does it so it's a style that people do Sarah Silverman did it a lot and she was someone who I looked towards very early on and was like I just wrote jokes as her because I didn't know what to write for myself I was 18 when I started so I was like what do I even talk about I'm not having sex but that's the funniest stuff to me is sex so that's all I want to talk about so I just started writing as someone who had had sex hmm. it's not just the writing it's actually the the performance of it it takes a certain finesse to sell someone in this direction and then pull it out like I just another joke I I recently wrote was um you know I actually don't talk about my mom's drinking anymore on stage because she quit talking to me and so I am <laughs> not doing those jokes so that so those two jokes now that's probably one of the last jokes I wrote and then the first joke I told you was probably one of the first jokes I wrote and now I can put those together thus making a bit now it's a whole entire bit now about my mom's drinking but it's actually two separate one-liner jokes and now a great bit becomes like 10 11 12. 20 of those like one-liners and if you write enough one-liners you start to notice these trends of things you're talking about and we're like oh all these one-liners about dating so then you start to group them together and that's about year five where you go okay here's my that's for me at least and now material on stage I don't sit down and write at all it's just I'll say something funny in conversation I'll jot it in my phone and then you will yeah like I'll write a couple words and then are you jotting anything down right now because I it would just be too rude no all kinds of no it would be a conflict hold on I like I've learned a couple things about you that I just want to get. Oh. I would just want to get cleared up. Okay, off of Wikipedia? For, yeah, like just reading about you. And I'm sure your fans already know this stuff and you've told these stories before. But it, it, just in case they haven't, I think they're probably interesting. What was your audition for Scary Movie like? Like what was that process? Because that came out of nowhere and that was like 
so major. Did you know it was going to be that major? Fuck no. I mean, well, I love it that you were asking me this question, and I'm going to feel guilty in like in like 20 seconds because it's kind. It feels like an involved story. Um, no, I want to hear it. I'm dying uh, to hear it. I was it. terrified. It was my first audition in LA, which it feels like a braggy thing to say because it is because I am proud of that part. Sure, but they hired me because uh, like 60 other actresses had passed on the role. Like as soon as they got to the scene where I get sprayed to the ceiling. By with sperm. <laughs> there, like, you know, a lot of actresses are like, no. So then, like, oh yeah, let's hire this ding dong from Edmonds, Washington, who doesn't have an agent. Yeah, she'll do it. Yeah, all right. And I was like, oh, yeah, my god. But they didn't give me the script until after I got. So the, you didn't know about the cum spray. I didn't know, but I was still excited but terrified. Of course. I, I, you know, after I got that, after I found out, after I got the phone call that I got the role, I don't think I've ever been more lonely in my life. It was this feeling of complete terror. I didn't know anything. I mean, am I going to get fired? How? What does this Did mean? Did I just trick these people into giving me totally, this? Do I, I'm going right. to blow it and they're going to all be... I called my college roommate and, and I told her that I got this role in this spoof movie and she was like oh my god Anna but you're not funny and I was like I know and but what she was saying was comforting it was like validating to me that it felt like I know she understands like Claire understands oh, like that, like you were saying you felt alone finally someone feels the way you feel yeah she understands that I'm not funny but yeah I think I was the most willing person that's crazy though but how great that it worked out and also how much you fucking nailed that role oh. in like such you took that role and made so many fucking choices oh. that were just so strong oh and God. daring Nikki? and like that's the thing people don't people listening who aren't actresses and I'm not an actress at all because it's so fucking hard because you have to take a script and you have to take you have to invent a character I mean there's words there but you have to like invent something out of nothing and it's very hard to do and you have to make choices and you just made so many choices it would have it just how did you come up with that character fear I mean, it was just like, I guess I'm just going to say everything as sincerely as possible and I don't need to come up with a character because I'm just going to be sincere and then maybe they'll let me go back to this. Oh, they paid for a hotel. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah you're just like happy like, to be no. there. Whatever. Well, happy, but Did not, you ever relax? Happy. Did you ever no. relax? No, no, no. The whole movie. How long were you shooting? I love you, but I want to get back to you. No, but people are interested in this stuff. It's You're fine. Sweet. They're going to be happy I asked. They're going to like me more because I asked these things. So this is all going to serve me in the end. Damn it. Nikki. What is this? And one more this question. This is like a takeover. So you never you never felt relaxed. When they finally go, that's a wrap on Anna, d did you feel no. uh, so much relief? Or were you like, oh, now it's going to come out and what's it going to be? Did it I do a good like, job? I think now I have to take, you know, like what I have left of my life and move to Los Angeles. I hadn't even moved to Los Angeles yet. Oh, my God. So I was, yeah, I was like, I guess I got to clean out were my childhood bedroom and maybe make a because you were 19 and you were an english lit major i know i read that too yeah we both um yeah we both did it like i just picked it because it was easy and i was already fluent i was like i'll, I'll, I'll ace this for me it was like i had changed my major five times and oh wow yeah and uh how'd you land on that one it was the, just i had the most credits that's what i did and my I parents were like we're so tired of paying for yeah five yeah. years yeah and you weren't even doing theater there I was doing some theater, but I was, but More I decided training. to stop acting because I just thought I, there's no way I, like, I could make it. But like, I would do like voiceover shit or training videos around town. Like, but you shit knew like that. you wanted to do it. Nikki, wait a second. Hold on. You in, are going to be Pamela Adlon's episode, hold on. There's another thing. Your first line in a thing. What did you say your first line was? Fuck, I don't remember. We give good phone. Yeah, that's right. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's why? stupid shit. That Wait, is no, Nikki. Hold on. That is disgusting. So you had to do a line yes. in a Red Robin like instructional video for Red I'm Robin staffers. You. Yes. And you had to at some point go like, guys, be good on the phone. And the catch line, the tag, the catchphrase was, that was "We give good phone." Here hold at on. Red Robin. That is disgusting. We. Give that is good a joke phone. about giving head. Yeah. And is the, is there also an instructional part of the video where you shouldn't make instructional videos for your people who work for you with Fuck. sexual innuendos and make a girl say we give good phone? Do we supposed I, to lick your lips then after it too? I was lucky enough to get sprayed to the ceiling um, <laughs> by that was gallons also in the of Red Robin sperm. <laughs> Employee training. Yeah, my parents, video. they were like, thank you goodness we paid for college. That's I feel like it's, well, it's very intriguing, but it also feels a little bit cheap to go. I'm stressed out by blowjobs. Like, they, oh my God. Yeah. I'm I'm just not like, it's not um, I don't know. Well, like, I can get I to know. know a penis, and then I can get good, and I can get comfortable with a guy enough to be like, what is working? What doesn't give me notes? Oh, but like that's a first-time blowjob, I am terrified because I'm not vulnerable enough to be like, listen, I'm not great at this, and everyone's different. Can you tell me what you like? Because even if a guy tells me what he likes, I'm like, I don't know that I can do it. I've got bad rhythm. I don't have a natural good sense of rhythm, so I'm going to disappoint you if you enjoy that. And I grip, I'm, const- I'm confused I have a tiny about- mouth. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I have I have a tiny mouth because my teeth are so big, it leads my mouth to be too tiny. Or you have to cover up your teeth. And then you look stupid when he looks at you. And then, I mean, it's it's it causes me a lot of, but I did give one recently. I've only given two in the past, since June, to different people. I'm single, dating around, and I gave two individual ones. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And wait, so if you you can totally pass on any of these things, but what is it no, you, like? I didn't dating? even you didn't even ask me about how many blowjobs I gave, and I just volunteered that. No, so, I love it. Yeah. Um, I'll probably answer anything you say. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Well, dating in LA. Oh, uh, I live in New York, but dating oh, okay. in LA. I've dated in LA because I spent a lot of time here. That's not on my bio, Nick. Don't worry, I'm all over the place. Do you have any comments on the bio that um, my sweet team wrote? up for you okay my age is first so that feels great i'm 35 (laughs) just reminding me of that uh, which i loved your conversation with pamela about that by the way um aging in hollywood uh 35 i'm and i'm going to be 35 i want to say for the next what what is it march so the next three years um i'm gonna keep that age uh that's my new joke (laughs) i am 35 though i was born in cincinnati ohio that checks out spent most of my childhood in st louis boom nailed it graduated from kirkwood high school Uh uh-huh were you a cheerleader no. What was your was activity? The, uh, plays. Theater. Theater. Was that Acapella. a cool thing to do at Kirkwood High? Uh, no. But then it, towards the end, guy, guy like jocks started doing it. Like they started thinking it was cool. But no, you know, I gotta tell you, the there's a, like the, your high school was as generically named as my high school. What's yours? Edmonds Woodway High School. Yeah, Edmonds Woodway High School. Yeah, just two towns. Yeah. Any Close. any famous alumni besides you? No. Nah. Really? Not you got good. it. There probably is, but I don't pay attention to those. You wouldn't. Fucks. Do you not? You don't want to think about high school? Bad time for you. It was, but I I do like to think about it, and I like to talk about it because it's such an informative time. 
Yeah, Do you it think is. that people think that's stupid that I think that? I mean, because that I it's think, a formative time. Well, come on. I mean, I know it's the that, most. But what I'm saying is that I felt like I was recently criticized for it being too much of a formative time. Like, does anyone really still think about it or whatever? But I think it lingers. I oh, I think, think it's it lingers. huge because you're stupid like a child, and so you don't understand things. And but you're also like your hormones are aging, so you're feeling things more. So it's just this like kind of paradox of like being stupid, but also like strong enough to have the feelings and it's just confusing and And um, why the fuck do we have to revisit it every fucking decade oh yeah that is strange like what we have to go back to relive like these four years of our lives some people think it was the four best years yeah but I don't think they go back to the reunion and leave the reunion still feeling that way yeah yeah (laughs) I I don't know I loved high school. I had a great time. I was definitely in pain in high school, and I definitely the first three years of high did school. Did you fall great. like hard love? In no, high I didn't have a boyfriend until I was twenty four. I was so of course you had a great time in high school. I know. I all I did was hang out with my girlfriends, and then when they got boyfriends, I would you sob and like. Were you like boy crazy or anything? Of course I was, but I was so scared of boys. It was just like wanted boys so bad, but like being intimate with a boy just seemed like the most impossible thing. It still feels like that a lot of times. What about you? Did you date in high school? I had my first boyfriend when I was a senior. That's pretty late. Yeah, I was very, very late. I didn't kiss anybody until I was 16. Me too. I had braces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you you had braces in high school. Yeah. I got a sweet finger banging though. Really? Yeah, like 16 and a half. It was pretty awesome. cool did oh, you yeah, like felt great well what girl doesn't love a sweet drunken finger banging <laughs> from a 16 year old <laughs> i don't know that it's gotten much better i don't know either. i mean it's bad out there <laughs> It's I'm no, but still, it has to have gotten better. At least maybe that's a silver lining of the porn. No, probably not. No, I don't think so because I think you're, maybe they realize that they have to perform better, like porn stars, so they're stepping it up. But I also think they think you should perform right. better. And guess what? It, you should be happy. I'm here, <laughs> and so I want to relax and try to have an orgasm because I can't if I have to do cardio. I really can't. Honestly, I most of my orgasms start from me faking them, so I legit feel like I'll get turned on, and then it'll be like a weird. Oh, yeah, wet yeah. energy that makes in the room. Sense. Did you watch Big Little Liars? No. Oh. Nicole Kidman has a crazy orgasm noise. That makes you think like maybe she sounds like that. It's like hot and weird. We do need to talk about your performance in Lost in Translation oh my God. because that's my favorite movie. You, and Nikki, that's what my is, favorite. What kind movie. of takeover is this? Thank you. I'm sorry, but like I know that you do these podcasts, and people probably don't turn it on you that much. I'm hijacking a little bit because your fans love you, and they're not going to be annoyed by this. I truly, and and I don't get to like hang out with you. We don't have the I, time to hang out, but I, I'm going to see you again at some I, point, and we'll talk. But I, I just this is our first no, time no, hanging. You're not going to just if, see me. I am keeping you here. I've, I can't wait I, to be I, kept. I to, please, hey, Cassie, can you get some rope? <laughs> I mean, Fuck. don't turn me on. But I'll get, tell you what this girl the other day was just going, okay, 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 okay. And it just was like, stop, like pick a new word. It just was so bad. I had to turn okay, it, even though I loved what was happening like, to her. It's like the B of, of like. But that's why I kind like, of ended up liking okay. it because yeah, she was really so funny. taken out of her own head that she couldn't come up with, a, she was coming so hard she couldn't come up with another word. That's fine. Take it. That's, fine. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Nikki, you're fucking hysterical. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one, but that's fine, kind of. Top. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> 
plus. <laughs> um, most improved. <laughs> oh my god, I got most improved two years in a row in the field. What hockey do you team. mean? You can't get most. That's how bad I was. They gave it to me two years in a row. Most improved. Well, I what? guess I didn't improve that much the first year. Yeah, but what the fuck is that award supposed to mean? It's supposed to mean she's got a lot of heart. <laughs> I was not an athlete. Shouldn't Were you I an get- athlete at all? No. No, still no, not. No, I know. Me neither. I want to be, but it's not going to happen. But don't you think it would like fundamentally feel better if it's like you've got a great heart award as opposed to most improved? Yes, because, absolutely. Because even at that, like at that age, you're like you totally get it. You're yeah. like, this isn't. What is this? I know. <laughs> Best uh, attendance? I don't it, know. That's how it feels. I mean, it's a total blow-off award to give to someone who has no talent on the field. But I appreciated the acknowledgement what that I did have. What did you play? I don't even know. I recently talked to my coach on Facebook, and she said, all I remember wait, about wait, you wait. is that you were... You don't even know, but you recently talked to your coach? Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was some kind of side And you guys position. didn't talk about... Well, whatever. Maybe. Well, I just did, it didn't stick with me. I didn't gotcha. care. Okay, but I, didn't I love care about it, field but hockey. still weirdly, you are. Just yeah, but I just I recently to spoke to her. I should coach. ask her what position I played because I'm sure Libby remembers. Nikki, you are fascinating. But she told me that I just remembered that you always didn't want to get put in the game and you just wanted to stay on the sidelines. And I was like, yeah, that checks out. Like I just was dreading getting put in at every moment. What did when you I do on sports. the side? Did you like watch? Cheer, we didn't have like shit. phones, right? Like I know we didn't have phones. What I was looking at pictures of myself from high school the other day, and, it's not like and my friends and I were hanging. Out and no one has phones in their hand. I'm like, what right. were we doing? After we took smiled for this photo, what did we all just like look at each other, just sit and stare at the wall? What yeah, did we and fucking you do? Wait for a few weeks after your parents go to like the drugstore and they get the pictures printed, and then you like uh, like look at them. We were what were we doing? <laughs> I don't know. We were it's, thinking about like how do we give a blowjob? I mean, I was talking about that a lot with my friends, but none of us had a clue, and I still don't. Ever there's mixed opinions too. Men all like different things you just have to ask but like being single it's just sucks but dating. how do you i don't know dating i is wouldn't how hell like uh, yeah mean? okay yeah no i want to get back to dating i was just thinking about like uh, whatever how do you ask what? someone like what you like yeah I, it's I'm, awkward yeah but i do think as i get older i'm 43 and i feel like there is the liberation is the acceptance that my brain cells are kind of melting into a beautiful place i think yeah of like <laughs> I'm not sure I am how the much way I, I am care. And I don't care. I mean, I do. That's the best thing but, about aging uh, is but that you... not as much. You have to stop caring. It's like, I can look at a beautiful person and be like, fuck, that person's beautiful. Without feeling gripped with, like, comparison. Oh, my God. Well, as much. I mean, it's, that's it's still such, there. That's but so good to hear. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Because you there. touched on it with Pamela Adlon, and I was, like, screaming at my phone, being like, yes, bitches, yes. Because the thing of accepting aging, because it's like... I'm 35, so I I acknowledge that I'm still young and like this is a great age and I'm I don't feel like I'm constantly complaining about being old or whatever, but I am getting older and I have to accept that and everyone just acts like women should just, you know, just accept it and be okay with it and don't do any of the things to your face and it's like, "Well, what would you do if the one thing that made people when you were a little girl, you were told your identity. that yes, you're just told that right. everything is about getting a guy and guys like it when you look beautiful and young." And so then when you get older and you lose those things, you just start like, wait, this thing that everyone says was so important, it's going away. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, just deal with it. And you're like, well, I kind of need maybe some help dealing with it. And that that's honestly why I'm in therapy. I just want to be okay aging because it's brutal. And especially in this business. But I love the fact that I know as I get older, I'll give less of a shit. I just know it. Yeah. Well, it happens naturally. Because our brains turn to oatmeal. <laughs> so we can take comfort in that. Mm. Right. Yes, it's on a quicker um, 
I wait. mean, we're so fucking smart. It's insane. But I hear you. It, it does bother me that it's become such a thing of like, if there's like an article about me or whatever, like on affairs, like comma 43 or like like the it age always, is, is right there. Always right says Right there. Age. It is the identifying marker. A Daily Mail like, can suck my dick. Like they do that so much. And that's where I go for all my celebrity gossip. I've seen you on there a g- bazillion times. And yeah, women are always flaunting something or their age is right there. Men, you, they never mention their age. It's like Keanu Reeves thing annoyed the shit out of me. Wait, because everyone's like Keanu Reeves thing. What the, the fact that he's dating a woman with gray hair, oh, short right, gray right, hair. Right. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's so brave. He deserves a medal of honor. Um, Let's just check their ages. She's still 11 years younger than him. He must be like on some different level than other, like, other people. We like wanted to give him sainthood for that. And I'm just like, I'm frustrated by it as a single woman because men my age are dating women that are a decade younger than me. And it's like, I'm tired of hearing them having old souls. Yeah. No, I do wonder about... Aging. Like, first of all, yeah. as soon as you said your age, I wanted to immediately be like, you don't look, well, you look the, half I, that. I you look that 23. That's what I wanted time. to say all, immediately is what it's I like was saying. We have this pattern do. that we, thank you. But, but that's the thing is you but, do, but the thing is, well, I don't want to. Well, exactly. Because who gives a shit? Why should you want to and look And why do we feel that obligation? And then we have to have that uh, like forced exchange where I... And like, then, oh, thank you. And then that's uh, me telling you, Anna, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Because if you don't look 23, then then something's wrong and I won't give you that compliment. <laughs> Nikki, so, what the fuck? I don't know, dude. I don't I'm, know. <laughs> oh, what I want to say, m- recently me and my friends, and I like want to spread this, I get really triggered when I struggle with my looks a lot and struggle with aging. Obviously, it's a topic I wanted to talk to you about immediately. But I don't like feeling good about my looks because I know that it will be taken away and then I will feel sad. So I don't like to get compliments on my looks. I don't want to know when I look good. And when I have to look good, like tomorrow I'm doing Conan. I was so glad to see that there wasn't cameras here. Being on camera and having to look hot is such a fucking stressor. I'm tired of trying to look hot. And I, you know, like I do the, you know, the mirror face. And so I'm a little, like a little bit surprised when I see myself. I have to be in a particular mind frame to watch. mirror face? Whenever I look in the mirror, yes. well, like when one looks in the most of us yes. look in the mirror, we have a specific facial expression that we do that is ridiculous to our partners. Yes. But we all kind of do it. And then if you catch a glimpse of yourself not doing mirror face and you're like your face is sort of slack and you're just like, oh, yes. or whatever. Then it's like, oh, no, no, get back to mirror face or whatever. But uh, yes. And you're I, seeing a reverse image of yourself when you look in the mirror. It's not the image you actually see in pictures. Okay, Nikki, you're getting all sciencey on it's me. So like when you see if the image of yourself in a picture, it's not what you're used to seeing in the mirror because it's reverse. I think that's true. I think you're so right. So it really I fucks with know. you. And so that's Fuck. why you're like, I don't look like that. How do I look like that? And it's like with talk shows and photo shoots, I feel oh my God. like it, it's Photo just, shoots? It's like I need to... If you I, ever see a woman in a photo shoot, like a picture of a woman from a photo shoot, just know that that day was terrible for her. Yeah. Every one of us. It was a terrible day. How, you had do you, to have, how do you look into somebody's like lens and be like, yeah, I'm the fucking like best shit on earth. I'm such a bad model. One time I was doing a shoot and it was early on. And I remember the photographer feeling mighty frustrated with my lack of looks to give him. What? So this guy, I swear to God, I go, I just sensed his like, irritation with me and so I go I'm sorry I'm not a model just like jokingly and he goes it's okay (laughs) 
Well, those fashion people are always known for their senses of humor. <laughs> yeah. He it's was just okay. like, she's really apologizing for this right now. And he's like really bothered that I wasn't. But it's, I'm not a good model. And I don't like investing so much in my looks because when I do, it's a losing battle. They will go away. So if I have any self-worth based on my looks, it's a bad idea. And I don't want it anymore. So what I was going to say is that I've recently told my best friends, they know just, if I look good, don't tell me. Because then, you know when your friends go, you I look cannot. amazing. And then when uh, you yeah. see them next yeah. time, they don't say it. And you go, she always tells me I look amazing. I must look fat right now. I think those things. So I've just told my friends, no more compliments. I love that About policy. my looks. I love that policy. But sometimes one breaks through because I do look so smashing that they go, you look, I'm sorry. And I go, well, that one counts because that was so good that you couldn't help yourself. But it's just a good policy because it makes us focus. All girls do the first five minutes they hang out is talk about how good they all look and how cute that thing is. And it's just like, let's just cut past the shit. It's true. It's so True. Wait, oh God, there's so many things. Nikki, you're so amazing. Truly, you're amazing. And, and Thanks, thank girl. you for I being likewise. Like, I think you're such a great host. Listening to you, I've been like, because I'm just, I'm trying to get better at hosting. And so I'm just. You're I, in, you've been hosting this whole show. Well, no, I love hosting and I take over sometimes. But you are truly, I love your interview style. I love the style of this podcast. And it's like Thanks. so aspirational for me to have the same kind of conversational thing. Like it's great. So Do I'm you like, want to come back a lot? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go to Deal Breakers. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. So Deal Breakers. He goes to Disneyland once a month, but doesn't have any kids. Not a deal breaker. Okay. Do Will I just say expand? no? You, you can do yeah, whatever, yeah. But, but, um, but I'm curious. I've noticed that some men just really love that place. It makes them so happy. It takes them back to his time as they were a kid. And I feel like any kind of like inner child, um, just enjoying your inner child and, and letting that thing, even though it's stupid, come out is okay as long as I don't have to be burdened by it. Why do you think you wouldn't be burdened by it? Because if he has to go, well, if we live close, I'm guessing we live close to this place. No, not necessarily. He's he's flying out once a month to go to Anaheim. Oh, sorry. That's right. Because you live in New York. Let's imagine that you live here in Los Angeles. And once a month he needs to go to Disneyland. You guys don't live together, but yeah. Um, What does he do there? It depends what mood he's in. Sometimes he loves Space Mountain. Sometimes he loves like Rocky Mountain Road or whatever that thing is. Yeah, I don't mind. Sometimes he just likes to wander and like just smell it, take it in because I bet it has a smell that reminds you of your childhood. I think it's all related to his boyhood and I want any man to get on in there and root around in their boyhood so they can treat me better in uh, the future. I like any guy that's in touch with his feelings. And a guy that goes to Disneyland once a month is not embarrassed to just be who he is. I like it. Next. Damn. <laughs> I Are was you going dealing to, with this in your life? I was going to put up a strong counter argument, but I can't. No, I can't. you no. totally can't. No, no, no. Okay. No, I can't. I can't. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first time you guys start hooking up, he says, can I go down on you? And then proceeds to go down and lick your toes. Does he eventually make it to my vagina? We, we Let's linger at the toes for a while. Okay. And I don't mind a guy with a foot fetish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but if – and that's a really funny joke. If this were happening to me, mm-hmm. I would feel a whole, like, myriad of simplistic emotions. I would feel pranked. I would feel slightly embarrassed. I would feel ticklish. I would also feel self-conscious because... Yeah, what condition are my feet in? I didn't know they were going to have a mouth on them. Mm. Although I think a guy <laughs> licking feet already is in for whatever you're going to give him. I was hooking up with this guy oh, once and he put, right. Take he put the power his, back, Ferris. Yeah, if he's into your feet, then he's into whatever you got cooking down That's there. He's right. got to be. He's Shit, a foot I didn't guy. Even think they about love a dirty like foot. the positive side of this yes. in that way. But one time a guy I was hooking up with put his tongue in my ear and I was horrified because I didn't clean my ears. I was hooking up later, so I cleaned every hole, literally, you know? But my ear was disgusting. The next day I put a Q-tip in and it was like... No, no, no. But, stuck in a uh, but, baked but, it, but wasn't it probably like four different emotions there, though? Wasn't it also like, why is this doesn't feel erotic? Ear? No, not at all. Uh, so why does it feel erotic to him, but not at all to me? Like, how do, how do humans not have a collective experience on any well, level? Well, that's what told me that he likes it. He was doing what he wants. Me. He was love languaging me. But you didn't like him enough mm-hmm. to accept the... I hated it. Ear cleaning. No, because I was like, I'm going to get swimmer's ear from this shit. You're getting water in there, and it makes it... Did you tell him? What did you... No, I just kind of, like, moved on, you know, like, I yeah. moved on to other things that were... What At what age do you think you were able to tell a guy, like, this is what I like? I hope or... 43, hoping to get to that point at that age. That would be nice. Well, we are taught, Cause I, think, I am bad as at women, it. don't you think, to attempt to figure out what pleases a man and men are probably socialized maybe to figure out what pleases a woman but the fact that there's this gulf within the heterosexual world you're so right about that like we aren't it's so hard to communicate but like why is it i know we both don't know what each other's body parts are like so we should ask for help like i'm so confused a lot of times but my problem is even as a woman i don't even know my own needs sometimes so like i don't even know what to ask for because i feel like sometimes I'm so out of touch with my own body. And then I also feel like if a guy tells me what to do, I might do it and still be bad. And then what? Oh, no. So sometimes I just feel like I'm I'm just winging it. It's just is all this is so confusing. I'm so awkward about sex. It's like I am so tired of men being the ones that get to come and get to have sexual pleasure and the women aren't. And this isn't every man, obviously, men listening. I know there's so many of you that, like, try to figure this out and you can't. And I'm even telling you sometimes I don't even know what I want, so it's a nightmare to even begin to try to understand sometimes. But I do feel like there's so many times as young women that, like, a guy, you'll be making out with a guy and he'll just take his penis out and then you just, like, feel obligated to do something to him because he's like, oh, it's penis time. And you're like, wait, what? And it's like, I think we're all just so confused and that a man's needs always come first and we 
just, they're setting the tone. They're kind of deciding what's next. And it's like, you just, that's what I fear about hooking up even now as a 35 year old woman is like, I'm going to do something I don't want to do because a guy is going to make me feel pressured to do it. I would have loved for my first boyfriend, Brent. Yeah. To have said to me. (laughs) Brent is such a cute name. To have said to me, listen, okay, uh, I know that we're in high school. Uh, I have this appendage that I know you don't have that gets really swollen and is irritating because it just needs to be uh, paid attention to. Yes. So that's my deal. What's your deal? Yeah, that is such a good way. Like, oh, and do you want to play with it? Do you want to stretch yeah, it? Do you like, want to see its yeah, limits? Yeah, give it a whirl. Oh yeah, my god, it's all I can think about. It's really taking up all my attention. Yes, that would be so good if we could just have that kind of discourse about it. I remember the first time my like ex boyfriend like looked at my vagina, like was just really just studying it, and I was like so turned on that he was like interested in like. Learn like what is this? Well, there's all kinds of folds and fascination because in there. Most of the time, guys hook up. They're just like in the dark. They're kind of like they never just like look at it and like try to understand it. I mean, I don't even sometimes want to look at it and understand. If it. we work together, I know that's, as a gender, dude, we can control the whole fucking thing. I know they are so stupid about their fucking dicks. Oh, it gets every powerful ah. smart man into trouble is this goddamn dick. So that is where that's where we need to focus our energy. Exactly. We got this. But that's I've been saying this on stage too. It's like that's why I I struggle with letting go of being fuckable. That's my big thing because when you're fuckable, you control men. You have a one up on men because yeah. men want to fuck you and so they mm. they are weaker around you. And when you lose that, you lose the ability to weaken a man and steal from him. And that is what I like. I want, because how else do you get it? Men control fucking everything. You know what gets respect in our business is having money and success. And a lot of times you can get those things once you've reached a certain level of success and power and then you can maintain it. But if you haven't achieved it yet and you're unfuckable, it's like, how do you get it? But isn't How there, do you trick them? But is there like this, because as an outsider in the stand-up world, isn't there this sense of like there's a club? Is there a different language of ribbing one another. Male and female comedians, yeah, we, I I treat, I get the long, I don't think of myself, I never thought of myself as like a female comic until I just got asked about it a lot. And I'm so fucking proud to be a female comic because we're different than male comics. What propels us to do it is different than men doing it. What what do you think that is? What do you mean? I mean, for me at least, it's not feeling like I'm beautiful enough because I would wish I could just get by on my looks and like be an actress or not even actress. I'm bad at acting, but like be a model. Oh my God, I feel like it would. And I'm not even good at modeling. I've even said that before. It's a job that I couldn't do. But I've always resented not being pretty enough because I grew up with a pretty sister. It's all, this is all my like bullshit. But what propels men? I want to get back to you. Men being funny is because uh, being funny is a sign of intelligence and women are very attracted to funny men. Men are not attracted to actually funny women. They appreciate a funny woman. They can laugh at a funny woman, but they don't want to fuck a funny woman. And there are exceptions, but they are few and far between. And the science backs this up. There's an article I read called Why Men Don't Like Funny Women. And it like Why? And because it's a sign of intelligence. Dude, I, I brought this article into my therapist and I was crying. I was like, what I thought was real is like, I'm funnier than these men and they don't like it. And no. I don't like it either, by the way. I like to no. laugh in a relationship. Nikki Glazer, 
bring in the sad news. I know it's a dear, dear listeners. I was like, uh, do you guys want to hear about a climate change report just to brighten the mood in the yeah. room Ooh, for any funny uh, women let's get listening? Back to Corona. <laughs> yeah. No, men. This is what the study found. I swear to God. So men and women define like say they look for the same thing in the opposite, opposite sex, right? First looks, second sense of humor. We list the same things in order. Really? However, yes, which is good. However, men and women define sense of humor in the opposite sex completely differently. Women define men having a sense of humor as a man a man who makes them laugh. Men define women with a sense of humor as a woman who laughs at their jokes. That is the disconnect. So, so men, if you just laugh a lot, men think you're funny. The giggler. Yep. Because we've been socialized to be the gigglers. You've been the giggler. I saw you in Lost in Translation. You were a classic giggler. That girl's so funny. Um, No, she's not. She it. just laughs at fucking everything a man says, and men think she's funny. To- yeah. You were the, the giggler. The giggler. That's a classic example I'm going to give now when I cite this study, because that is a character. Like, you nailed it. Well, the sociological idea, though, which I find fascinating, is that are we conditioned at some point to to truly be the audience members and that makes a man feel good or at least this is how in like that I'm you know it's good survival is, technique laugh is, at a man make him feel good he'll protect you right. during wartime and famine it's all like based on these instincts of like build a man up make be quiet and we've been talking lately about how um I was talking to Cassie and Michael about um how in so many scripts men don't ask questions <laughs> because it's a like, if you ask a question, that means you don't know th- something. Oh, my God. There should and be studies of, like, men. How many times? Women like, always asking questions. Yeah. And, right, because we have to be like, well, that's what I find on dates. Men don't fucking ask anything about me. Right, right. They right. never, the, actually, yeah. scripts are just a representative of what actual men do. But I'm not sure it's their fault because it's not fucking socialized. None I of mean, these it's, things are no. anyone's fault. Girl, I I talk about this on stage of, like, Oh, shit, did I steal your material? No, this is, like, so treading in waters that I love because men, I'm not even mad about men about any of this shit because everyone's born the way they are. If I was born that way, I would be the same fucking way. So I'm not mad about it, but we need to acknowledge it. That it's it's fucked. (laughs) Like, sometimes, like, a hot guy will come on my radio show and I'll just, like, throw back my head, like, cackling at the dumbest joke because I'm like, I am wanting to flirt with this guy and this is how I do it is, like, laugh so hard. Shit, I'm It just naturally... I start twirling my hair. I start laughing at his dumb jokes. And then I need to change my panties. But wait a minute. So, uh, because I, upon reflection, I may do that as well. But I don't want to fuck those guys. I like them, but I don't want to fuck them. But am I socialized to, am I picking up their cues of like maybe what they, what I think that they need is like the giggler and like the hair color like am I doing that I'm feeding in to the fucking system shit because you're smart you want to survive and that guy probably has a lot of power because he's white and he's tall and handsome and he could maybe give you a job because they control everything and so yeah yeah, so naturally you want him to like you not that you want to fuck him you just want him to like you yeah and you want them to want to fuck you because then you have a little bit of power Nikki do you ever feel like halfway through like a riff or a podcast or a something that yeah. like I start, I get this deep, uh, like this and I'm sweating a little bit, this insecurity of like, is anything I'm saying of interest to I anybody? I get it all the time. But, but do you, love you. Do you know, I love you too. I really do. Like you're so cool. What the fuck? I, it was just like instant. Mag- you know, yeah. It was like I mean, magnet. I have a million other things to ask you about, but like you're, yeah. I, I Congratulations on just like being fucking badass oh, and, and making it you. work and just consistently and working. Your Wikipedia fuck. was like, God damn it. Did I get my, I got my steps in today in terms of word, word reading. I don't There's know. There's a lot to read. You 
true on there. It's all true. I Your don't... middle name is Fiona. No, that was, uh, what's her name? Pamela Adlon got so mad. My middle name is not Fiona. I just listened to that episode. She is emphatic. But then she wouldn't tell you what her real <laughs> middle name was. What's your middle name? K. K. Y. K. Okay. K. What's your middle K. name? Nikki? K. Nicole Renee. Nicole Renee Glazer is yes. now approaching the stage. I do not feel like Nicole Renee. I feel like Nikki. Nikki Rennie. It's not, it doesn't We're do We're going to be best friends for life. You can and call me together. Nicole. Forever. Yeah. I'm going to be Nicole and Renee. Like, I just want to waste syllables because I enjoy <laughs> that is, idea. That is nice. No one's ever called me Nicole Renee. Nicole Renee. But that could Where be my name. Is my you, omelet? you know, people who I'm have like really of... obnoxiously long first names. And yeah. And you're just like, mm, what are you doing? Like, you added like your what? middle name. Well, I don't want to call her out because she is going to be listening. But <laughs> oh, my oh, new oh, assistant, oh. my new assistant's Uh-oh. name is Grace Ann, but it's like all one word. And it's kind of like, pick one. <laughs> G. Let's go G. Yeah, let's go even shorter. No, it's actually a beautiful name. And it's constantly being like, it's not Grace and it's Grace Ann. And um, yeah, some people just, I could be Nicole Renee and everyone would just have to call me that. Nikki, yeah? I'm going to keep you here for like eight more hours. I know. Okay, we have to move on. No, no, no. Because everything you fucking say is so insightful and observant, which Thank means you. it's hysterical, which I guess is like the Thanks, kind of girl. shit that comics already know well no i love hearing that well it's true okay so his favorite sexual position is missionary oh yeah 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 wait love deal it. breaker oh no you love no, it no love it i wait, love, what do you missionary? love it because it just hits it good for me yeah. missionary feels better to me than doggy nice all right yeah, so i don't mind it all right what about you oh i like a lot of different <laughs> a lot of different angles yeah you do i love a, a little on top you like being on top i do oh my god i wish i liked it up there don't you get tired yeah. Like your legs get tired. But that's why, like, I canceled my gym membership. You don't need to go. No, I just ride. I just, I just ride. That's cool. Is it, <laughs> is it hooked up to Peloton? Yeah. Okay. So I'll get the, the Peloton pack for um, my boyfriend's head. Yeah, yeah. No. The back of his head. Like after like three weeks, you don't get tired anymore. Okay. Oh my yeah. God. That would be a great class. Because my friend the other day was like, clearly we just don't know how to ride dicks because girls that know how to ride dicks get guys. And I'm like, I guess I don't because I don't ride dicks. So I got to learn how to ride one. So she watched all these YouTube tutorials about how to do it. She learned. (laughs) For the first two minutes, you burn 4,720 calories. But then after that, then it's only like 200 calories per minute or something. Okay. Yeah. And then you get off uh, every so often and do a burpee or... You can get a sip of water every now and again. You got to get back yeah. on the man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Check it out. Uh, I'm so glad you're learning. I ne- feel like I never get to teach anybody. It's really cool to just learn. Because I, I did want to know like what you, you know, yeah. what celebrities use to stay and no so doggy? fit. And just... I don't know. Mm, I, I'm actually fine with it because... You got to be I feel love, like I look hot at from least that for angle, me. but... Mm, you got to be in... Oh, for doggy? I have to be in love actually to have sex anyway. I do too. That's, I don't have a sex with. Did we just I don't have break sex. through something? I have to be in love to have sex. So we're like fucking around talking about how like so we're hard. just. No, because it, sometimes you want to have sex and sometimes you're not in love. What do you do? Uh, you don't. Then. I know. That's why I haven't had sex since June. Uh, yeah. Well, good. But I mean, be in love and like, because it should always be. Yeah. Enjoyable. Oh boy. Even think about it is making me feel weird. Hey, mom. Guess what? I really learned something. Yeah. <laughs> What was like the, always the thing that our parents, at least, I don't know if your parents told you, but like, you know, like when it's time for you to be intimate, 
you know, it's really important that you're in love or whatever. Oh, oh my God. My parents didn't say anything. So they just knew I wasn't banging anytime soon. So I didn't until I was 21. And that's when you lost your virginity. I think mm-hmm. you said that earlier. Well, I just like got so wasted that I like had made it so happen it was awesome. because that was the only way that it's it was going to happen. It's always awesome. Yeah. Don't you think? The first time. I mean, it I mean, wasn't I awesome, know, but it was like. It's always awesome. Nikki, it's always awesome. <laughs> it always is really a good. Like I took a consensus. Yeah, you're right. Every like woman you ask the first time. 99.3% <laughs> of women say losing their virginity was pretty much just the best. <laughs> Oh, Nikki, you're sweet to laugh. No, you're so funny to say that and to really stick that. That was hilarious. Because at first I was like, um, I don't (laughs) think. And then I'm like, oh, she's doing a bit. No, it was so good. I'm so glad you stuck it. No, I was like, there's no way she thinks that the first time's the best. That was hilarious. That character of the girl who thinks everyone's first time is the best. (laughs) God, I want you here forever. Okay, he only, uh... He, assuming it's a he, and uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm open. All right. Only showers once a week. Disgusting. No. Okay. Total deal breaker. Okay. Come on now. Okay, wait. I like these deal breakers when it involves sanitation issues because it always feels like a minor detail with our guests that feels like it could tap into something like deeper. Deeper. I mean, did you you hear my response to that? Yeah. It was like filled with like, I said disgusting. Disneyland? Yeah. You were open to toe sucking. I think it's because I you secretly were feel that way. And so when I see it in someone else, I feel like bad. Like anything that you, anything that any of us are repulsed by is because it truly comes from within and how we feel about so ourselves. So you mean you feel fundamentally feel, unclean? Yes, sometimes. I feel well, like. Well, as women, we're fucking blanket. We were talking about this the other day. Well, maybe everybody is. I'm so I clean. Say, I shouldn't. The, but we're guilty. I feel like. You know, the inside of my purse is trashed. My Like, I'm, I'm a messy person, but I'm not unclean. But there's something scary to me about a man possibly at one point saying I'm smelly or, like, oh, saying yes. my pussy stinks or oh, something. God. Like, I am so scared. I live in oh. constant fear of that. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes from. It's like, and, and, and fucking totally makes because sense. I've always been scared of this, but I actually had this fucking fear realized when I dated a guy. I um dated this guy. I broke up with him, hurt him. I thought we were still friends. We did a show together he performed on the show in front of me and on the show in front of me he did a song that he wrote about me after we broke up where he talked the whole song was about how I had bad breath (laughs) and then he later clarified it was one time I had bad breath and I remembered the time because I just was drunk and I was like eating the salad with onions and I even kissed him and was like dude my breath is terrible I gotta go wash my like I have to use mouthwash and he even put that in the song he was like yeah at one point she was like it's really bad I gotta go and then she went and brushed her teeth and she came back and it was worse like that was the bridge I was like oh "Oh, thank you and then he defended it like it wasn't bad it was just one time I thought it was funny and I'm like he goes I didn't know you were so paranoid about your breath and I'm like I wasn't until today and now I will always have Listerine pocket packs with me I will never risk this again because being thought disgusting by a man is like my biggest fear Nikki when I finally broke up with Brent, yeah, he told me that he had been faking his orgasms for like the last four months. What? Brent? Brent? Yeah. Uh, it was like, and this was the only person I'd ever slept with. Wait, were you, so, so you were using condoms and you would just pretend? No, I was on birth control because so I was like, we're getting married. 
No like, way, dude. I mean, no I didn't way. really think we were going to, but it was, but I he was, was faking orgasms love. inside you. And then you would be like, well, that was a light load. I didn't know. He, I just didn't know any better. Oh yeah. Cause it was the first guy you yeah. had sex with. Yeah. Oh my God. So did that make you feel better? Yes. I don't yes. know, but those stinging, those, like those And you things, hear the way men talk linger. about women sometimes yeah, when they completely. don't like women. They say mean things about hookups. I have a lot of guy friends and I hear the way they talk about their hookups and I'm like, if I was ever the woman that you were talking about, like, who fucked you and now you're saying that her pussy stank, fuck you. Do you know what? I think that men think that we, like women talk about like their dicks or sexual performance more than we do. And right. I think that the reason that I never talk about it is because one, it feels personal and inappropriate but also I think that we're so conditioned to feel terrified about what they're saying about us that do do you think I'm right about this and is the theory I'm just positing out there I don't know if it's accurate or not but I have to say though that I think I don't talk about dick size as much as I do but I do so I will admit you just have more friends I, don't have I do have friends that we talk about dicks, but we don't talk about them all the time. And I don't think men talk about our vaginas all the time, but I do think both are equally as bad. And I will say that that's my biggest fear is that men won't date me because they'll think I'll talk about their dicks on stage, which I would never do ever, ever, because I know how sensitive men are about their penises. <laughs> wish you could see her face. <laughs> I'll tell you this. When I've had, hung out with people, women who are like the best actresses, or it's always women I see this in. You first take them in and then throughout talking to them they start looking like different people. Like you've looked like five different people since we've been talking because you're so malleable and like you're such a beautiful woman but it shifts into different beautiful women you've looked like emma stone you look like jennifer lawrence you've looked like anna ferris you've looked like another girl i know like it's so weird i keep being like she looks exactly like this person it's just wild but it always happens with celebrity women that are good actresses Mm -hmm. they start shape shifting i also did microdose mushrooms earlier i'm just kidding i did it but it seems like that's how i feel when they look at actresses faces like you, like it's happening big time with me and it started happening early on in this podcast and I didn't want to call it out until it got egregious and now it's like you've looked like seven different people at this point. I have to tell you, I think that's the best compliment. I, I can be anyone. Uh, well, I don't think that, but I do like... Well, not president because you're I a don't woman. know if you felt... <laughs> Whoa. They won't let you. Woo! Not gonna happen. Okay. But you can do anything else. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not spacewalk, but we can get to that later. Yeah. Right. I love that thing of like, they don't even get it. So you, you, all smart people, this is happening a lot on like Love is Blind when dumb oh, people are let. Yeah, we've been just, yeah. Love it. A lot of times they go, I can't even get into my feelings about that because they don't have any. But it's, it's a, it's a dumb person way to sound smart and go, Ooh. I can't even go there. And it's like on religion, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like, oh, well, you don't know anything about so it. So they have to talk in vague, like like on The Bachelor, but less positive? They just act like they're above talking about it when really they don't know their talking points. Oh, okay. So can, so they we, avoid it. can we do something? Love is blind. Yeah, but I haven't seen it, so... Oh, my God. I can't wait for you. I just started okay, last night. Do oh the my God. girls talk to each other? Or, like, how does... It, what's the... Sometimes. What's, this, what's our setup? Here? Okay, so the setup I is... And I'm nervous to, about this. I want to do the dismissive thing. Okay. Okay, I'm going to be the guy, okay? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm totally cool being a dude. Um, Yeah, so like... Okay, so I'll be... I'm going to be Barnett, okay? Like, it's fucking crazy. Ooh, that's a good name. Your name is Barnett? Well, he's really a character on the show. And he's just like... It's just like wild. It's like wild I'm feeling this way about you right now. 
Okay, first of all, I have to tell you, like, this has been so amazing to, like, be here with you. And this whole experience, it's crazy. Um, but I really think that I have a lot of feelings for you. And I don't know why it's so weird, because it's like, I haven't even seen you yet. It is weird, but just tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. Okay, well, I really, I want someone who really gets me. Like, I want someone who is, like... Oh, Tinsley, like, I want you to pursue your dreams. That's all I want to do is get someone. That's all I want to do. And I want, like, to be able to be, like, everything to the person I fell in love with. Right. Uh, well, that's all I want to do is be the person that to whatever you just said. I, I'm, I swear to God, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Do you mind that I have a severe alcohol problem? No, because I feel like we have so much in common. So and you also enjoy drinking just incessantly? There's just, I like, promising I want things life that you can't. to be lived. Like, I want to, like, take full advantage Girl, of every moment. I swear to God, my mom has that sign in her <laughs> bathroom. Like, I just want, like, I feel this is really special. And I know I don't want to tell you, like, all of this. I don't want to be, like, the messenger. But <laughs> Just, t what is going on? You're freaking me out right now, Tinsley. What is going on? <laughs> Tinsley, I want to be there to hold you. I want to break through this wall, which would be very easy to no, get through. It's just like, this is like, just a TV I, show. This I isn't law. Up, I was, I, like, I was an only child. Like, I, like, so... Tinsley, I don't know girls, what that means. Being around all I'm these very girls stupid. It's hard. So right. when Ashley D and Ashley W were like fighting, I didn't like know how to react. Why and haven't I met them yet? I'm concerned that the producers haven't introduced me to either of the women you just said. Oh, you don't really want to meet them, I don't think. I definitely do. I, I definitely I do. Your no, emotions right no, now are no, actually making me feel crazy. my dick soft. They're crazy. Crazy. Like, but I'll forget this conversation because I'm blackout drunk and I'll have it again with you tomorrow. I I'm Barnett. <laughs> they're drinking the whole damn time. So they're all, he's promising these girls these things that he can't keep. It's hilarious. I can only imagine where this goes, but he ends up with a girl that he's happy with. How Spoiler do you know alert. that? No, it's, it's not. They, they end up the second episode. They pick the people. So they're blind. Then they pick the people. Then the rest of the, the, the show should be called Love is Blind the first episode. But the, the rest of it, Nikki, they're all well, seeing each other. I have no idea. Like, so they're in these pods, they meet through a wall, they can't see each other, they can't smell each other, or they can't touch each other, they can only talk, and they bond hard, girl, hard. I don't they understand. go on five dates. After two dates, one guy proposes. It's wild. So wait, so they, they just, what, eat dinner separately? Yes, yeah, so and they live separate lives the... in like a bachelor-type mansion with the other people of the same gender, and then they throw them into these pods, they have these dates all night, they take notes on notepads, and then they talk about it in little like one-on-one -on -one interviews and they come back and they have another date and then eventually they get married and then or they get engaged and once they get engaged then they get to see each other and then you see two people who haven't seen each other who are already in love run what? to each other and pretend to like e the way each other looks all right two questions yes to whom would you most like to apologize and why I'd like to apologize to the person that I had on my radio show this morning who I made so upset that he left the room and uh I just got a text from him, so I'm thinking about it. But I would like to apologize to him. And I already did, but I'm going to – I'd like to say it live. I won't say his name, but that's who I'm apologizing to, like, right after this podcast. Okay. What is the trait you most dislike in yourself? Um, My low self-esteem, which sounds like I have low self-esteem talking about my low self-esteem. But if I didn't have low self-esteem, I'd be, like, unstoppable. But it also wouldn't be funny. Exactly. I, 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 okay, so I like it. Um, no, no, but I don't mean to argue with you. Why am I arguing with you? No, about I don't the, know. 
But I do think that a sense of empathy is related to esteem issues. It's yes. like and I think that that's incredibly important in They're connected. what you do. Yeah, people think I'm very confident, which I am in a lot of ways, but I also have deeply low self-esteem, which has made me who I am, but like it's annoying and I'm getting tired of it as but I that's get older. Why you can it's just holding me back. Stories that feel yeah. like they're very human. I know, but I'd give it all up just to be a confident teacher in the Midwest. <laughs> Who likes herself and doesn't worry about everything she puts in her body. And to just be, like, comfortable with who you are, I'd probably give up a lot to to have that. But I don't think it's achievable. I don't think anyone really has. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um, okay, so we're going to call some people, Nikki. Okay, great. So we call people who have unbelievably... Written into the like, show. Yeah, you know this, don't you? And we give them advice. Yeah. All right, we're calling Brittany. Hello? Hi, is this Brittany? It is. Hi, Brittany. It's Anna Ferris. I'm here with Nikki Glazer. Hi, Anna. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Hi, Brittany. Hey, what's going on? Okay, are you ready? I don't know. Yes. Okay, so I have been with my boyfriend for 10 years. This is the longest that I've ever been with anybody in my, I'm 30 years old, and he's the second serious boyfriend that I've actually had. And about three years into the relationship, I found out that he has renal failure. So that was a shocker to me. Brittany, will you explain to me what that is? I know I've heard of it. Kidney? Yeah, kidney failure. Mm. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry, though. Yeah. And I, I've never had to deal with that. So dealing with it was like a big shock to me because I've never known anybody with that disease or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we've been dealing with that for the last 10 years. And about three years ago, I was sitting there and something told me that I needed to look through his phone and something just instinct told me. And so I did. And I found out that he had been messaging a technician from his dialysis unit. And so I confronted him about it and we talked it over. We worked it out. And about last year in about May, I just needed to check his phone again. So when I did that, I found more text messages from him and the technician from his dialysis unit, along with messages and pictures from his ex-girlfriend. Oh, Brittany. God, that must have been painful. So then what happened? It took me a couple days to bring myself to actually say something to him and confront him about it. Um, But when I did, he didn't really, he didn't 
act the way he, he someone that just got caught doing something bad would act. He just hmm. nonchalantly told me about like he told me everything and every I told him about everything. I made him pull his messages up. He acted like it wasn't a big deal and that it, it just it wasn't happening and he didn't act like it was really that big of a deal. But when you asked him, was he dismissive of your feelings? Was he like, babe, you're crazy? That's how I feel is like it wasn't a big deal to him like it was to me. So whether or not it was a big deal to him is not even the case. It was a big deal to you and if he hasn't done a good job of making you feel like it wasn't a big deal, then he's he's not acknowledging your feelings. It's a I mean, I, women toss this word around, but it's gaslighting to be like, you're crazy. Yeah. But Brittany, back to an earlier issue. Was he diagnosed with uh, his kidney condition before? It, like, Did that take a bit of time for him to tell you? It did. We're, I think, 13 years apart. Like, I'm 30 and he's 43. Mm. And he didn't tell me anything about him being sick until he had crashed my car. And I went over to his mom's house where he was, and his mom told me. Oh. And that was three years after we had already started dating. Wow. Yeah. But are you happy? Are you happy with him? Like, let's say this other, like, cheating or flirtation or whatever's going on on that end, which is something that, you know, we don't know about but are you happy do you love him do you want to be with him i do it's hard to explain because i do love him i love him so much and i do trust him as far as like him protecting me and like coming about like i trust him with my life but as far as like relationship trust i don't trust him Hmm. that is tough that's tough. And yeah. have you talked to him? I mean, I know that you confronted him. It's always so difficult to, especially like in the heat of a moment, you know, because things tend to implode and people are only listening to themselves. So it's hard to have like an actual exchange rationally. I love that you love him. And I think that you should tell him these things In when it's all about timing. Mm -hmm. I think that you might need to reestablish like a a different pattern of communication because it sounds like he's been keeping some things from you. So of course, how are you going to trust him with your love and your heart and your future or whatever you see yourselves with Mm -hmm. until you sort of clear up some of these things. And I don't want you to feel like anxious every time he goes to for his dialysis. I don't want you to feel I just don't want you to be feeling like you need to look through his phone. You know, I don't I don't want you to just live under that cloak of paranoia. Yeah, and that's my thing is like I trust him with my life like I said, but as far as the relationship goes, I I don't. And I've told him that. I actually a few months ago, I was just I was in a weird space and I just told him, I was like, I'm not happy and I don't want anything to go sideways if I tell him that, that I'm not happy. Because then all he said is, well, then I messed up and I have to work on it and I have to work on getting you back to happy. And is he doing that? Uh, I mean, not really, because we've been dealing with with his kidney disease. And like two years ago, we were getting ready to be on the kidney list for him to actually get a kidney transplant. But then things fell through with that to where we are no longer on the list. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the last two years we've been dealing with that, trying to figure out what to do for the next step for him to get a kidney. Jesus. So the whole relationship thing kind of got put on hold until we figure out what we can do to, to get him better. Have you ever asked him why he didn't tell you about his disease before? Yeah, I have. He's a very private person, and he doesn't like talking about it. 
and letting people know that he is sick because he feels like if he tells anybody that they're going to treat him way differently and more like he's not able to do things that he is actually able to do. I mean, you guys have been dating for 10 years. Do you see a long future with him? I did. But after everything happened this last time, I just I've been rethinking everything. Like when the situation did happen, I did tell him that marriage was off the table and that kind of shocked him. Yeah. But I think that this is a time in your life when, especially if you're used to monogamy, I mean, change is so fucking hard. But I think, and I don't know, Nikki, if you've been in a position where a boyfriend makes you feel crazy. Yeah, like it's gaslighting. Where they're like, they, the, your perception is off because you're cuckoo pants. I'm not doing anything wrong. And even if I am doing anything wrong, get over it. I just apologize. Everything's fine. And it's just on their rules. And you just go, oh, I'm, you know what? I am overreacting. I'm so stupid. Like this is, and they, they make it seem like the most pedestrian thing, but it doesn't yeah. matter if it's the most pedestrian thing and you're upset. You're upset and you're entitled to your feelings. Hey. And he has to fucking, I don't know. I feel like the fact that you even feel unsafe enough to have to go through his phone every four years or whatever this has been when your s- suspicion starts sneaking up. And if there isn't anything for you to worry about, why don't you just ask him, hey, if you flirt with a technician, will you tell me about it? Just bring me in on it. Nikki. If it's if it's nothing wrong, will you just yeah. bring me in on it? Or if you talk, if you talk to your, if you talk to your ex, just bring me in. I like I don't have a problem with you having a relationship with your ex because clearly there's nothing for me to worry about because that's what you're saying. But next time you do, I just want to know about it and um, let me get in on the text. I want to see what she's saying. We can write them together. We can. <laughs> but this is not. This is. I don't want to be you guys against me sneaking around. This is you and me against everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. So if the dialysis nurse, oh, it's cute. You have a crush on her. She has a crush on you. That's so cute. Bring me into it. Let's talk about this girl who has a crush on you. Let's analyze what she's saying. Let's make fun of her Instagram together. Let's bring this in together. If it's truly nothing for me to worry about, then let me in because I'm interested. Exactly. And he, and see, I, I wouldn't even, I don't know that I would have as big of an issue except the fact that he's the one that told me that any kind of flirting is cheating. Yeah. So that's bullshit. Yes. And when I saw messages back and forth between him and his ex-technician saying, oh, I had a crush on you and uh, why didn't you make your move? Yeah, that's the most flirty shit ever. Yeah, and getting pictures from his ex-girlfriend. Like, Give me a break. Yeah. I'm sure that's all that happened between him and these women. He was just feeling a little bit like, you know, you were probably busy that week. He wasn't getting enough attention from you. He was feeling underappreciated. He needed to just, like, get aroused about something. He quickly reached out and was like, oh, I'll just kind of flirt with these girls. And it, it feels like cheating to you then it's cheating. Does it feel like cheating to you? It does because one of the questions she asked was how come you never made your move? And he was supposed to go to Las Vegas last year for his cousin's wedding. And apparently she was going to be the driver to drive him up there. And so when she asked him, are you, well, how come you've never made a move? He texted her back and said, I wanted to, when we were going to go, when you were going to take me to Las Vegas. Oh shit. So he admitted to planning on cheating on you. Yes. Ugh. And what did he say to that though? When you go, what about this? He didn't blow it. He blew it off like it was nothing. He was like, oh no, she was just going to be my ride. I wasn't ever going to do anything. And- well, regardless, he needs to actually prove that. No, oh, this and, doesn't make you feel and better. Brittany, oh gosh, I, I so. Brittany, I'm, run, bitch, be, run. Really, You're because, 30. He's fuck. 43. Get out of this. He's wasted 10 years of your life. I feel, this guy, just get out. Get yeah, out. Nikki, the true. I hope he gets a kidney, think- but get, while he's in line, you run. Anybody who makes you feel. <laughs> 
um, crazy. I'm serious. You're 30. I know it feels old, but it's so fucking young, girl. It's so young. You have the, like, I would at least just put him on notice and be like, listen, I'm going to start dating other people because I don't feel really in this relationship. I'm going to see what else is out there. You have a good time with your dialysis tech. Just, you don't put up with the shit. I like that you put your foot down about that before and said, you know what? Marriage is off the table. Good. He needs to sense that you're on your way out. He needs to be scared he's going to lose you. Yeah. Listen, I'm not. Nikki is I'm not a fan bad. of this guy. I just think he's too old for you, first of all. He's, you do? Yeah, because I don't think that. It's it, fine. But listen, he I was know. 33 and she was 20. Well, he, I don't like, like it that he wasn't honest. But I just, these older guys get these girls young and then they get to be 30 and they get up and they're too scared to get out of a relationship because they've only known one guy for 10 years, their whole fucking life. So they're too scared to get out because what else mm-hmm. could be out there? Oh, I don't know. 30 year old dick? You don't, girl, you don't even know what's out there. The apps are insane. You've been in a relationship since the apps have dropped. They're so fun. There are so many single men out there. Yes, I'm single. Yes, I've been single for three years. Yes, I don't want to be single anymore. Yes, I try to get back with my ex-boyfriend. But let me let you know this. This guy will always get back together with you. So just let him go and you can always get him back. I also You know where to find him. I, first yeah. of all, Nikki is like a fucking badass cop right now, <laughs> which is incredible. <laughs> but Brittany, I also don't want you to feel guilt if this person is isn't making you feel, you know, in love and happy. Like, I don't want you to feel strapped to his to his disease, that you mm-hmm. feel like you can't live your life without guilt. You have to be selfish. Yes, you Cause do. Because he, he's being selfish, you know? He's being selfish right now. Yeah, and it's hard because I'm his caretaker. Like, oh, I, babe. Is, like, I'm an actual caretaker. Oh, like, I take no. him to appointments. And surgery oh. and all that. So you now feel Brittany. like, oh, what's oh, he going to do without exactly. me? Well, let him find out because he um, is dismissing your feelings. He's probably cheating on you. He planned to cheat on you. He didn't make you feel better about planning to cheat on you. I mean, what is this guy really doing for you? I get out. You're 30. It's so young. And you can always go back. This guy is going to – you took care of him for fucking the past seven years or however long you've known about the disease. Mm-hmm. He needs you. He loves you. You need – to stand up for yourself and make him fear losing you because it's the only way he's going to change his habits. The idea of like, oh, but what am I going to do without you? Like, you're actually going to leave me? And it's like, I've been telling you this for fucking eight years. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, but how am I going to live without you? And it's like, fuck you. You can figure this out. I know you can. Yes. You he can are. 43. Yeah, he'll, he'll be do okay. It. He doesn't need you. He does, but like you What do your parents think too? Do you have a support system with them? Cuz 10 years is a long time, but I don't want you to waste time feeling not in love. My family knows about his disease, but they don't know anything else. Like, they don't know the personal side of our relationship. I tend not to talk about that with them because they're kind of judgmental. <laughs> well, because they would uh-huh. probably say the same thing that Nikki's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move. Yeah. Baby. They don't know anything about this. That tells me everything I know need to know about this guy. If your parents are like, come on, like... Gosh, I remember being in relationships where I would know. hide stuff from my parents. Oh, yeah. And it, at the time, it was like, like but you're hiding it from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I said, like Dr. Phil, you're but, hiding it from yourself. But I don't want you to live your life taking care of somebody who isn't making you feel exactly the way you want to be feeling. Yeah, and I've been questioning, and I don't like to question my relationship with him because it has been so long, and he is all I've known besides my ex, and 
I I mean, if if we did break up or anything, I, I asked him when the situation happened, if I said, if I needed time and space, would you be willing to go to California until I'm ready for you to come back? And because that's where he his family is. That's where he lived. And he did hesitate and pause for a minute before he answered and said that he would actually go if I asked him to go. Go go away from you? Yeah. If you weren't able to be there for him, he would need to go back home to get taken care of. Yes. Okay, well, it's not even about will he go. Of course he will. If you leave, he's going to find a way somehow. It's not up. It's nice that he's open to the option of it, but you finding support for him in your absence is not really your responsibility. I know it feels that way, but I really do think you're too young to be wasting your life with a guy who's not making you feel secure. Man, if I had a guy that was hooked up to a dialysis machine for most of the day, I'd be like, oh, well, he's not going to cheat on me. Let alone, now he's talking to the fucking tech. So you're supposed to feel safe in your relationship and certainly not unsafe when he is being taken care of at a hospital-like setting where you're supposed to not have to worry about that and you're worrying. You're supposed to worry about his health, not his fucking dick. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot. And I think you need to look at how you're suffering in this and I know it's all about him he's the sick one but you've given a but, lot yeah exactly and it's it's time to assess things and stand up for yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. it sounds like you're doing by even calling the show totally I love that Brittany like I, I like I love it that you're examining this but I do understand the idea of I've had like exes accuse me of being like the crazy actress or whatever like right. I'm so paranoid but, but it turns out mm-hmm. for a fairly good reason Sometimes, but I don't want to be put in that position of feeling any degree of paranoia. I don't no, want to be the put worst. in a position where I feel insecure ever again, and I don't want that for you either. Yeah, and I don't want to have you be in a position where you feel like you the need to interrogate anybody because it sounds like he'll be deceptive or misleading and potentially manipulative, mm-hmm. and that just feels awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe take a recording of what Nikki said and just play it for him (laughs) at like three in the morning. (laughs) Really loud. But I want you to protect yourself, Brittany. I want you to protect yourself. I want you to be happy. And it sounds like the playing field I feel field like anyone who's calling into the show with this kind of thing is on their way out anyway. I think she's a strong girl, and I think she knows what she wants to do and just wanted to hear it validated. <laughs> Brittany, I think you're so cool to call in, even with this worry, and have it all laid out exactly like it's laid out. You're ready to go. But I am also ready to go because I have to go to a, a fitting. Yes, okay, Nikki. Um, I care about your relationship, though, and I care <laughs> oh, about your your – he should be your husband now, by now, but God damn it. No, your no, boyfriend no, of 13 no, years. I'm so glad he's not. Get exactly, out. Don't exactly. let him put a ring on it. Do not. Because exactly. that's what he's going to try to do. Totally. And it's, he's not going to fix Oh my God, you're things. so right. It's not going to fix things. Yep, because he's talking about marriage and walking down the aisle to oh, music. And I'm God. just like, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. We, yep. I told you that was out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once you get like the 80 plus set doing your dialysis, then maybe. Know, get him some but, but also ugly you, dialysis you need, nurses. You need to feel good. And you need to feel valued. And you're young to be taking care of somebody that's crazy for you and I, I want you to live my mom used to I've talked about this on the podcast a lot that how my mom is always like you have to be selfish in love you have to be selfish in love and I didn't understand what she meant but it's true I think that we're socialized to be very generous to the men in our lives and I I want you Brittany to just make sure that your heart's protected and you're taken care of yeah and then Nikki's gonna like throw in a little badass statement here <laughs> yeah just get out run bitch run is what I think I said first and I stand by it yeah 
You've wasted enough of your life with this guy. You had good years. I'm sure you had a good time. You can always go back because he's not finding anyone new. <laughs> Nikki, I know you have to go. Thank you so much, Nikki. Bye, girl. Thank you. I love you, Brittany. Thank you, Anna. Bye. Okay, this is my favorite just like street joke, which is one a joke I didn't write, but like you can use anywhere. Um, what's the difference between a kangaroo and a refrigerator? Uh, Are you fucking like, stupid? <laughs> that's it that's the joke because <laughs> the people always struggle to answer it's like everything and that's the joke but you know what it is? it's a weird test for the recipient yeah. because it's like people want to attempt to make a you can pick any two random things that are very different and it still is a good joke and then just <laughs> as they're struggling to come over they go are you fucking stupid yeah but the only one who enjoys it is the deliverer of the oh, joke. that's a good point. Okay, so maybe, <laughs> maybe I should pick a better joke. No, no, no. It's fun if you get yeah. to if you get to have your own internal enjoyment. That's true. The other person just, just feels um, like an idiot. It's an expression of that, your narcissism. You know what? That actually is directly an expression of it. That's all for me, baby. Hey, from one narcissist <laughs> to another. I mean, thank you for making me feel like a fucking idiot, I- Nikki. <laughs> Can we please? Be dear friends. It's already begun. Okay, good. It's so crazy. We already exchanged phone numbers. I'm Nikki, so excited. I love you so much. Thank I you so much. I am on a Ferris so in my phone. <laughs>